If, uh, if you have kids, they're not having children's church this morning. Lindsay was supposed to do it, and she didn't come. I don't know why. She didn't. Well, I told her not to for one reason. But if you don't have your kids, you might go try to find them. <laughs> if you smell smoke, you might want to go try to find your kids. All right, but that's okay. We can all be in here this morning. We'll all... People have lived through it before, and so we'll make it, we'll make it. All right, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, and we are heading into uh, Lent, and I uh, want to remind you, this Wednesday night, come, we're going to have Ash Wednesday service to get us started, but uh, as we head into this time, uh, we want to open our hearts to what God might want to say to us during these 40 days. And so let's all stand in honor of God's word. We're going to begin with the first verse in chapter 4 of Luke. And this is the temptation of Jesus. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me. And I can give it to anyone I want to, so if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest place of the temple If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. And if I read in the Amplified Bible this week, it said... He just left him for a little while till he could find another good time to tempt him again. Let's pray. Lord, we love you this morning. And Father, I pray today that you will speak to your church this morning and that we will listen and that you will allow and that you will and that we will allow ourselves to be led into the wilderness to let you speak into our hearts and teach us. And draw us close to you. And Father, this morning, I pray that you would just have your way. Help us to understand what you want to do in our lives. And help us not to uh, resist, but to just follow you where you lead us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the beginning of Lent. And Lent will start on Wednesday. And it's 40 days before uh, Resurrection Sunday, not counting the Sundays. And the the high church, the Catholic church, decided a long time ago that during these days that they would fast and give up. This wasn't something that was going on in Jesus' day, but this is something that uh, the church decided to get their mind headed towards uh, thinking about Resurrection Sunday. And there's three things we want to remember during this time, and, I, and I'd like for you to keep this in your mind. And we're going to start off on Ash Wednesday, and we'll start the first thing we remember is our sin. The second thing we remember is the sacrifice, the suffering of Jesus. 
And then we want to remember our salvation that comes through his suffering. Our sin, his suffering, and our salvation. And so I want you to remember those things. We've set aside 40 days to seek God. And we've talked about before the importance of of 40 days and the importance of fasting and, and praying. Moses fasted 40 days before he received the Ten Commandments. Jesus begins his ministry here. And he goes into, before he picks his disciples, before he does anything, he goes and he fasts for 40 days. The Spirit led him there. Jesus went into the wilderness and he was led into the wilderness. We need to understand this, that this was what the Holy Spirit wanted. The Holy Spirit led Jesus here. And this morning... As we begin to think of this time and we begin to head towards Resurrection Sunday, I want to ask yourself, would I allow Jesus, would I allow God, would I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me into the wilderness? Would it be okay if God led me into the wilderness? What would I learn there? And the truth is you don't ever know until you get in there. But would it be okay if... I went into the wilderness, and Jesus went into the wilderness willingly. And this morning as we're in the Word and as we're here, and we've asked for the Holy Spirit to come and for the Holy Spirit to speak, and He will do that if we will listen this morning. But I want you to ask yourself, would I be willing to follow the Holy Spirit into the wilderness? If this morning the Holy Spirit, if over the next few days the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said this is your wilderness and I would like for you to follow me here would you go with him and we're going to start together and we're going to do that and and uh, the truth of the matter is I'm going to ask you to to fast I'm going to ask you to fast I don't know what uh, I'm not going to ask you to fast anything particular but I want you to ask I want you to fast something I want you to think of something I want you to pray about it let the Lord lead you I want you to fast something that would cause you discomfort you know, I've always joked about fasting spinach. I can do that because it causes me no discomfort whatsoever because I hate it. You just remind me of Bob Hunt this morning. You just reminded me. That's just exactly what I was saying. Me and Rob was talking about that at Bob's funeral. Bob used to come by. He would always, well, you should have waved at me, James. It would have been, oh. But I want you to fast. I'm sorry. That just struck me funny, James. I tell you what, you ought to be thankful for old James and David Day and, and John Rush got out there and nearly shoveled the whole parking lot this morning. Them guys did a great job. But anyway, uh, I want you to fast something that causes you discomfort. And I want you to think this morning, what in my life would I absolutely not give up? I want you to think about this. If someone came to you this morning and said, you have to give this up, and you say, there's no way I would give that up. I tried to think of something that I wouldn't give up. I've, I've really been trying. I, I just, I don't know of anything that I'm just really, there's some things that I really enjoy, but I can't think of anything that I wouldn't just give up. But there's some things, I think there's probably some things in your life that if someone said, I want that, you would say, you can't have it. You know, a lot of people would be like, maybe their cell phones. I tell you what, if anybody wants mine, here you go. I mean, I know it's high tech and it's really nice, but I could live without it. I could live without it for 40 days. 
I could live without it for 40 years. I'm just being honest. I could do without it. But anyway, find something and then ask God, is this the thing that you would like for me to give up? And seek God in this. Because see, it's not supposed to be easy. And it's supposed to take you to a place of not feeling comfortable. And that place of not feeling comfortable is the wilderness. That gets you to this place where you don't feel comfortable. And we're not asking you to go there begrudgingly, but to go there willingly. Jesus went there willingly. He willingly went to a place that he knew was going to be uncomfortable because he wanted to be where the Holy Spirit wanted him to be. And then I want you to say, God, where, what would be something that would be uncomfortable for me? And God, I would willingly give this up to open up my heart and my mind to get to the place where you need to speak to me. I will go to the wilderness for the next 40 days. You see, there's, when you talk about wilderness, there's always two kinds of people. There's people who love the wilderness. There's people that if you say, hey, we're going to the wilderness, they're like, let's go. And you say, you don't have a backpack, you don't have anything. I don't care. I'm in for the adventure. There are people like that. They love the wilderness. They love roughing it. They love camping. They love everything about it. They love it. They love the wilderness. And then there's other people who the wilderness to them is chateau on the lake and you've got the window and you just look out into the wilderness. I can see the wilderness from here and the wilderness is close enough and that's good enough for me. And there's people that that's, that's the wilderness for them. Wilderness is something to be seen from afar off, but it's not something to be enjoyed up close. And some view the untamed wilderness as an adventure and as, as something that they can enjoy. And other people uh, just look at it as landscape. And so as we talk about the wilderness here this morning, I want you to think about how the, the, how the Jews viewed wilderness. See, we look at it as, I'm going to go camping in it, I'm going to go hunting in it, or I'm just going to drive through it on a highway and look at it. But for the Jews, when you talked about wilderness, wilderness was something that, was, uh, that the people did. It was a journey for them. It wasn't something to go be in. It wasn't something to go look at. It was the journey. They were in the wilderness for 40 years as they escaped from the Egyptians. For them, the, 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 the wilderness was a, a place of journeying. They weren't going to be camping. They were going to be living there. It was their journey. And as Moses led them into the wilderness after, after, uh, after they were taken out uh, of, of Egypt, it became a place of refuge for them. When Moses had killed the Egyptian before, he, he ran into the wilderness, and the wilderness became a place where he could hide. And sometimes there's probably someone here today that God is going to lead you, and it may be a place of refuge for you the next 40 days, a place where you can get away from whatever it is, and you just need to get away, and you just need to be with God. And, and so it may be a refuge for you. That's what it was for the Jews. When they left the Egyptians, the wilderness became a refuge. When Moses was in the wilderness, not only was it a refuge, but the, the, the fire came in the bush, and, and the wilderness became a place of calling. As he was there in the wilderness, as he was hiding from something that he had done, and, and God gave him refuge and gave him safety out there in the wilderness, not only did God give him refuge, but he also called him there. 
It might be, I think, sometimes we are so busy and we're so filled up, our life is so filled up that if God called us and asked us to do something, we couldn't hear him. And I'm asking you for these next 40 days, if you could get yourself in the wilderness, if you could get yourself, if you could remove some things from your life to where you could hear God and start spending a little more time with God, you know, he might have something he was wanting to say to you. There might be a calling that he might be calling you to. There might be something there. And so the wilderness can become a place of calling. When the, Egyptian, when the Israelites went out into the wilderness as they were escaping from Egypt, they got out into the wilderness and there was millions of them. There was gobs of them. And all of a sudden they needed provision. The story of the Israelites in the wilderness is amazing to me. I've been reading and I've been going through Exodus and as I read the stories of them, God providing, there was not a Sam's Club in sight. Do you understand? I want you to understand this. Every grocery store in Springfield would not be able to supply what the Israelites needed. Do you understand that? There was too many people. Every grocery store in Springfield would not supply them. And they just went. They just went. And God gave them manna and gave them meat. And when there wasn't water, God provided water. And this place out in the wilderness where there didn't look like there was anything became a place of refuge. It became a place of calling. And it became this place where they saw God's provision. And sometimes it's only in the wilderness that we get to where we understand those things. It's only when we get in a place where we don't have anything else, when, we, when we've exhausted all of the things that we can do, that we understand that God is our provider. And that's where they didn't have anything else. Do you understand that? They had nothing else. And the wilderness became this place of provision for them. It also became a place of temptation. When you get in the wilderness and you get away and you're out there, and you're trying to depend on God, and God doesn't always do everything in your time, and God doesn't always give you everything as quick as you want it, and it doesn't always look like... I mean, there was times when God was providing for them, but it didn't look like he was going to get it done. There was times when it looked like, I think God's left us out here. I don't see God. I don't feel God. I don't know he's here. And it's at those times that we become tempted to, to rely on ourselves. And so when you're in the wilderness, not only is it a place of refuge, a place of calling, a place of provision, it can become a place, and where Jesus was at, it was a place of temptation. So I want to talk about that this morning, these things that the wilderness can be. And here's the deal, if you decide to say yes to God and say, God, whatever you want me to give up, whatever you need to get my life uncomfortable, God, I want to go into the wilderness with you for 40 days. You see, Jesus went there on his own. He didn't gripe and complain. I think sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to go in the wilderness. Jesus said, I'm going into the wilderness. I know it's not going to be comfortable. I know it's not going to be pleasant. But I want to know God more than anything. I want to know the Father better. I want to hear what he has to say into my life at this time. I want to hear what his calling is on my life. And so he went into the wilderness the wilderness is not something to be avoided. 
the time of, 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 of getting in with God and, and being in a place where it's uncomfortable is not something to be avoided. We avoid things that are uncomfortable, don't we? We avoid uncomfortable situations. If it's going to be, if it's snowy outside or it's cold, we avoid it. If it's wet or rainy, we, we avoid that. We, we avoid anything that's uncomfortable or unpleasant. The wilderness is uncomfortable, but I want you to know this morning, it's not something to be avoided. The wilderness is not just a place of barrenness. If you saw the place, if you've seen the place where Jesus was at, there was nothing there. I mean, there's nothing there. And he goes there and he lives. And it was barren but it was also a place of provision and God provided for him. Jesus entered the wilderness, but he did not enter it alone. I want you to understand this morning, when you go into the wilderness, God is with you. The Holy Spirit was with him. It was a place where he began to reveal himself. It was a place that became a time of preparation, a time of calling and a time of revelation. And we need to go into the wilderness knowing that it is not only a place of refuge. And sometimes we resist what God wants to do to, in our life. But we need to go there because God wants to form us. And as we lean into this time of 40 days and, and we put ourselves in a place where we're uncomfortable, we need to understand and ask God to prepare us and to bring us into a place of divine revelation i think sometimes we think well we've got the word and i and i told my sunday school class this morning i know and i believe this with all my heart i believe over 90 percent of god's will for your life is right here i believe that most of it is right here and very little of it is guessing at what god's trying to say in your life i believe he'll reveal himself through this but i also think we have to get ourselves in a place where we can listen you understand that Jesus took himself out of the culture, out of life, and got alone with God. That might take some doing in your life. But when, you, when we do that, then we prepare ourselves for God to reveal himself to us. The next thing that the wilderness has is this time of calling. Before Jesus gets ready to enter into his public ministry, he goes into the wilderness when he comes into the wilderness, he's preparing him. When he leaves the wilderness, he picks his disciples and he declares that the Holy Spirit is upon him and that he is there to preach the gospel. During his time in the wilderness, God has called him and God has confirmed this call in his life. And uh, sometimes the call of God comes in the wilderness. Moses was called in the wilderness. Jesus was called in the wilderness. And the Holy Spirit does that. During this time of Lent, I want to encourage you to get away and get into a silent place. Make a time to get in a place where you could hear if God was calling in your life. If God had anything to say into your life. Get quiet and listen to God. And this is hard. It is hard to do. I, I have been seeking, and we've been talking about getting into the presence of God, and, and I try, I really have been trying for the last uh, several weeks now. It's become something that I, 
I enjoy immensely, but I try to set aside 30 minutes of just being quiet. I'm not praying. I'm not asking God for anything. I'm just seeking to be just me and God. And it takes me a long time to get my mind empty because I sit there and I get quiet and stuff just starts to come in. I start thinking about things and think, and it's, I have to get quiet. This is going to take, it takes a little bit to get to the wilderness and to get quiet and to hear what God might want to say to you. And so work at it. The wilderness will be a place of temptation. Jesus was tempted to immediately take care of felt needs. I think this is one of the biggest temptations that we have in our culture today, and I guess it's always been, but we want to immediately take care of whatever need we have. We, uh, we had our uh, grandkids with us this week. Lacey and Josh are getting ready to move to Mountain Grove, Missouri. They're going to take the church down at Mountain Grove. And so Cindy uh, said, we'll keep the kids this week while you pack the house. And you notice I said, Cindy said that. That was not my idea, but uh, I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was forced into the wilderness with them. And so anyway, uh, but them little kids, I mean, they want everything now, you know. They wake up, I'm hungry. And I said, you know, go tell Nanny, because I don't care, you know. I, I, I'm, they carry a water, can you imagine this? They carry a water cup wherever they go. When I was a kid, we didn't carry no water cup. We didn't carry water with us. We didn't have food on our person. We just, you know, we just went. And I was like, Dad, when are we going to drink? When we, ever, when we get wherever we're going, if they've got a water fountain or a mud puddle, you'll drink out. That's what you have. We didn't carry water with us. These kids are like a canteen. They've got it with them all the time. Oh, I've got to have my water. And if they drop it in the floor, where's my water? I've got to have my water, you know. You know, and I'm just babbling now. But anyway, when we get into the, we get into the wilderness. You know, we have we want to have our needs met immediately, and that's the temptation of where we are. And when Jesus is there, he's in the he's in the wilderness, and the and the temptations that he has are to do this now. Get your authority now get your recognition now eat your food now and in the culture that we live in we are we are this this one of the first temptations he has is to 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 have celebrity authority to be known for who he is and today we want to be known we want everybody to know everything that we're doing we want to be known and Jesus said, I will not do it. Jesus pushed back on, on being known. He was, very, he was very quiet about that. And he would not take power for himself. We all want to take power for ourselves. Whatever we can do to make ourselves look better or to, or to be known or things like that. I want to encourage you. I want you to think about this. As we try to head into the wilderness, this uh, 40 days. We, and I know we fasted 40 days not too long ago. I had, I had someone in my family that fasted social media the last 40 days. And they said, I had no idea how addicted I was to it. Uh, this, this person that is part of our family, 
they said for the first five or six days, they said I was just, she, they said it was just like coming off of drugs. She said, I just wanted to know what everybody was doing. I wanted everybody to know what I was doing. And, and they said, I just, this, this is real, folks. And I want to encourage you that maybe this is something that in this, in this wilderness time that we take away, food. I mean, when we get hungry, I mean, look at me. When I get hungry, I eat. When I get hungry, I eat. And when you go into the wilderness, you are with the temptation is to immediately take care of that. And so I want to talk to, I just want, as we go into the wilderness, we're going to be tempted. We're going to be tempted to, you know, this thing that God has told us, this is what I want you to fast. This is what I want you to get rid of or whatever it is, whatever it is I want you to remove. The temptation will be, I want it back so I can have immediate satisfaction. The 40 days is not about immediate satisfaction. It's about a long period of time of trying to hear what God wants to say into our life. And about setting aside the cravings of this physical body and setting them aside and saying, I want to know God more than I want to satisfy this. And if you start pushing on people... They want to satisfy this more than they want to know God. And that's why I'm telling you, into the wilderness is not easy. Going into the wilderness is not easy, but it is good. And God asks us to do that. In the wilderness, you will find provision. In the midst of the wilderness, Jesus' needs were met. He made it the whole time. He was able to do that. In the wilderness, the, the Israelites, were their, their needs were met. And maybe you're going to be fasting or something. God will provide you the energy. God will provide you what you need. Maybe you're, I don't know what you're going to fast, but whatever you fast, God should be able to take the place of that and it'd be enough. And so as we head into this wilderness uh, I want us to, to know that God calls, that it is a refuge, and that it is a place of, of provision. Now, maybe some of you this morning will say, Pastor, I'm already there. I'm in the wilderness, and I didn't ask to get here, but I'm here. And sometimes life puts us in the wilderness. It's not by choice. Lots of times it's not even by things that you have done, but you're there. It's not by choices you've made. It may be by choices that others have made. It may be circumstances that has put you, and you are in the wilderness. And I just want to tell you this morning, God is there. When you're in the wilderness, God is there, and God will provide for you. And I want to encourage you this morning, don't give up continue to listen continue to hear what god would say to you when you're in the in the in the midst of the wilderness some of you uh this morning need to leave the plush safety of church christianity and venture into the wilderness do you hear me this morning for some of you, Christianity is this. We come to church, we do the things we like, 
We sing the songs we like. We enjoy being around the people we like. And Christianity is pretty easy. I'm going to ask you over these next 40 days to leave easy Christianity and go into the wilderness to hear hear what God would say to you. Get uncomfortable and seek God. I want the praise team to come. I want us to stand. going to open up the altars this morning and I mean if God has spoken to you into you in a way where you need to pray for something or whatever I want to encourage you to do that but maybe this morning God's just spoke to you and said I want I want you to come to the wilderness and will you come and maybe this morning you just feel like Yes, God, that's what I want. I want to, wherever you want to lead me, that's where I want to go. And just by coming down this morning, you're just saying yes. And you don't have to come down to say yes or anything like that. But maybe God this morning has spoken to your heart and you know exactly what you're supposed to fast right now. God's spoken that and says, that's the place. That's where you, that's where you enter the wilderness. And I want you to give this up for the next 40 days so you can hear what I want to say. And this morning you would just say, God, I, I want to go into the wilderness with you. We're going to open up the altars and we're going to be having a time of praise and worship. But if you'd like to pray during this time, you're absolutely welcome to as we as we sing.